Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about the strategies and tactics to help grow your business and live your life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, VP of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and today we have a special treat for you. Luke is away on a well-deserved vacation, so we're lucky enough to have the two people that are usually behind the cameras and keyboards here at Reminder Media, our brand content manager, Jesse Carlin. Hello. And our social media manager, Andrea Tremper. Hi there. Welcome. Thank you. So if you follow any of our content online or social media channels, and we hope you do, you already know that these two creative geniuses behind the videos, blogs, grams, tweets, and stories for Reminder Media and American Lifestyle Magazine, but how do they come up with all of this content, and most importantly, why? Today, this is what we're going to find out. But first, like we always do, want to run through some stats for you. If you haven't thought about content marketing or your social media content, content marketing generates over three times as many leads as outbound marketing and costs 62% less. In addition, it'll rake in conversion rates six times higher than all other marketing methods combined. 71% of consumers who have had a good social media service experience with a brand are likely to recommend it to others. So, Jesse, why don't you start us off by just telling us what we mean by content marketing and how that differs from other types of marketing? All right. So what is content? Um, According to the Content Marketing Institute, their definition that is instead of pitching your products or services, you're providing truly relevant and useful content to your prospects and customers to help them solve their issues. So what does that mean? That means that, you know, as a business professional, you always want to be making sure that you are talking about your business, but at the same time, you're kind of giving people more of like an entertainment feature. Mm -hmm. So if you're a real estate agent, you know, you want to be putting out your listings, you want to be talking about your business, but at the same time, you want to be giving your customers other things that they can look at. So when we create content here, we make sure that we are kind of creating stuff Um, that people want to digest. So whether it's recipes or crafts or just general entertainment pieces um, that people want to share or use. So, I mean, as a business professional, I have a particular service or product that I'm selling. Why would I post about crafts? So, you know, people like having other things to think about. They Mm -hmm. don't necessarily always want to think about, you know, having to fix up their house. And people are just generally engaged by crafts and recipes. It's stuff that they want to BuzzFeed has proven be that, making, the, want to be doing. BuzzFeed, man. I mean, if crafts. you're going through your social media channels and you're scrolling through, like you're watching those videos of how to make things, even if you're not going to make it, it's just entertainment. It's enjoyable. It's something that it's like, oh, I might want to make that someday. It's the cheesy uh, slow motion stringing. Those of- slow mm-hmm. gifts get me every time, man. <laughs> And the autoplay, the autoplay just forces you to watch everything. Starts. I know. It's like you just, why wouldn't I want to get engaged with it? So that's a great point. I mean, you're bringing up video, you're talking about content, you're talking about all of these different types of uh, pieces that you can share with your audience. How do you know, how do you know what your audience is going to engage with? How do you know what kind of content to start choosing? So we do kind of see what people engage with as we create it. So when we put things out there, we try and track, you know, who's engaging with it, the age groups. We try to make a lot of things for every age group. Like we're not making it, we're making things for specific people, but we're making things for a lot of different specific people. Okay. So we'll make recipes for people that, you know, when we put it out there, we say that they're quick recipes. So if they're short on time and they want, you know, just at the end of the day to be able to throw something together when we create it, that's how we kind of put it out there that it's a quick recipe so that someone when they're scrolling through or see it, 
it relates to them. Okay. Andrew, do you have any kind of anything that you've learned when posting on social media of how to sort of figure out? We've talked about business pages before on the podcast. We've talked about how to get some of that stuff set up so that you can track your content and how it's working. Mm -hmm. But how do we sort of uh, are we looking at them from the standpoint of what's working? What can we be doing more of? Are we looking at what's trending? Like what's the thought process behind that? So we definitely stay on top of trending um, content daily and weekly. One of our tactics that we've been kind of implementing lately is that we're actually sharing a lot of our similar brands content as well. And it's been doing well. So we're also getting exposure that way by getting our name out there to the similar brand. But we also are getting engagement on that content. So if that content is doing well, it kind of gives us an idea of like, well, hey, we can make this and make it our own. So we're just kind of repurposing that as well. So similar brands, meaning... Uh, people that produce content similar to us or that our um, followers are also engaging uh, with? Both. Okay. So on Instagram, for example, we follow a lot of food and recipe um, Instagram and accounts and brand influencers and things like that. And trending is easy to see on Twitter and Instagram because you can just follow hashtags now. So if our followers are following a certain person, then we want to kind of replicate what their account is looking like per post. So we're not, you know, we're not going to copy their entire account, but maybe they have a good post that's going really well. Mm -hmm. So let's try that tactic and see how it goes for us. And if it works, it works. We keep doing it. And if it doesn't, you're not going to know until you try it. <laughs> that I mean, that's one of the biggest points I think that we've learned is in anything that we do and what we talk about here on the podcast is to test constantly. Mm -hmm. um, do not get into the habit of just posting something, getting a single like, and then not doing anything or, or iterating from there. It's really to kind of focus on uh, testing things against each other, looking at the time of day that you're posting, right. looking at the content that you're posting, seeing what that works. And then ultimately, how does that, and I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, so I think we still have a lot to cover, but how does that then ultimately lead back to business? Because that's what this is all about, right? It's bringing right. in leads in the door. It's bringing sales to your business. So how are we using content or how can our audience um, use content that brings leads in the door or gets people to kind of raise their hand, mm -hmm. as we would say? So the best part about content marketing is because it's entertainment, it's something that your customers can look forward to. So if you're regularly marketing to them with this content, you know, they're going to want to spend time with it because it's things that they enjoy. It's entertainment. Um, so like when they anticipate it, like that's how you can build relationships with it. Right. You know, if they are expecting you that, you know, on Mondays you post recipes and they're anticipating it they kind of know like, okay, there's another recipe that's coming up and they can engage with it. Um, you can also, like when you post things, just ask people if there's other things that they like or are interested in. You could start conversations. So it helps kind of build those relationships that you have with your customers. That's a great point. I mean, consistency is, mm -hmm. is so critical. I mean, I think maybe today's day and age, we kind of take consistency for granted because you can DVR everything. Yeah, you can. I love DVR. I mean, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, I used to tape things <laughs> back in the day. You had to get it right. But I remember sitting down at eight o'clock on a Thursday was an event because you knew that that show would be on. I think that people still, I mean, we put this podcast out every Monday morning at mm -hmm. what, 6 a.m.? Mm -hmm. I think it goes out in the RSS feed or 4 a.m. 
but it's because it's consistent. You wake up. Right. Hopefully we have people that are waking up expecting to hear that. I hear um, one of our customer service reps here uh, at Reminder Media every Monday morning. She says, great podcast today, guys. <laughs> so and she's listening. So, Definitely. I mean, it's, it's just it's something that I've come to expect. I see her Monday mornings. I hear it every single Monday. She's waking up waiting for that podcast to be there. So you're kind of saying if you're posting content try and be consistent with even the type of content that you're posting because if you're posting recipes, make it recipe Mondays, make mm-hmm. it taco Tuesdays, which is everyone. Ta- I think. Create Who your own not? trending content. Yeah. I mean, do a tasty Tuesday. Tuesday. You can create your own trending content and just stick with it. And what you want to do is you want to think about your actual customers because mm-hmm. not everybody's customers are going to be the same, like across different businesses. So you really need to think about who it is that you're targeting so that you can figure out the best content to put out for them. So, you know, if majority of the people that you're working with are millennials, like you want to make yeah. sure that the content that you are sharing or putting out there is kind of geared more towards them so that they will engage with it. You can't just kind of like, you can throw things out there, but then you need to start seeing like, all right, what are people engaging with so that you can kind of take that back and be like, all right, well, people really like this stuff. I want to keep going with this stuff. Yeah. And build that up. Right. Do you guys have any tips? I, I'm putting you on the spot here for <laughs> different age groups. Like you mentioned millennials, what kind of content have we seen um, that group engage with versus baby boomers, Gen X? Um, video is really big. I think right. with everyone, I don't think there's a lot of people that don't enjoy video, but millennials definitely absorb their content the most through Agreed. visuals. Yeah. So if you can kind of mix up your content a lot, especially on Instagram, which is completely visual, Um, you're going to be scrolling through and I mean, Twitter as well, you're still going to be scrolling through. If you can throw an image in there every once in a while, it's going to catch their attention more. And if you can get a moving graphic, that's even better. I saw, um, I did see a stat when just doing some research for this podcast, but it says when people hear information, they're likely to remember only 10% of that information three days later. So, uh, we know that you guys are only going to hear about 10% or remember about 10% (laughs) of this podcast, but if a relevant image is paired with that same information, people retain 65% of the information Mm -hmm. three days later. So that definitely speaks, I think, not only to Facebook and Twitter, what you're saying with throwing images in, but the power of Instagram and why a lot of audience is moving towards that. Yep. I mean, we've seen most of our success, honestly, from our inspirational quotes. We post a Luke quote every couple of weeks, and those do, (laughs) I hate to admit it, it's going to boost his ego, man. That's (laughs) right, the Luke quote. They do, I mean above and beyond better than the rest. And it's because it's pa- it's an image paired with text and it's a quick text. It's not something that you have to read the whole caption to find out. Like, you know what the the base of the picture is. You know the point well, we're trying to get across. Right. Yeah. it's inspirational, right? Yeah. It's something that people I think can relate to, can kind of take into the daily life. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're on Facebook and you're posting articles, you're like, you know what? I got this whole Facebook thing down. I'm posting my listings a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm also putting out home improvement articles and I'm putting out other content, but you haven't figured out how to use Instagram yet. I mean, that's, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Are there any tools that our listeners could use because we use Adobe Photoshop and we use Creative Suite and kind of these, you know, professional design tools. But are there any other tools or apps that people can use that if they have a great tip for Mm -hmm. that that relates to their business or they have an inspirational kind of idea or saying that they've lived by that they could download on their phone, download on their computer and use? So actually, I do this every day on the go because I have, you know, the Photoshop app, but that only does so much for you on an iPhone. You can't really curate your content from that. So I use Canva, C-A-N-V-A. I mean, honestly, all of the photo apps these days all have text input on them. So you can just either take a picture on your iPhone or your phone, upload a picture, 
and just put text on top of it. But Canva nice. is an awesome app too. And they definitely have different sizes. Like you can make a Facebook banner. Yep. You can make Instagram. They have oh, like built into the app. Yeah, yeah. they have their I have actual. This app. They have the <laughs> actual <laughs> sizes. Also, their desktop version is amazing too. I use it if I'm have to do something super quick and I know it's going to look good. I'll do it on Canva. I mean, the so desk- everything's pre-sized mm-hmm. for yeah. that platform. And they yeah. have um, like images and graphics that you can use, and even just right. like font sets that kind of work together well that you can kind of change the text mm-hmm. out for. So other tools that allow you to kind of do this, Instagram stories, it's something personally yep. I've started getting into a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I you have. Slightly obsessed <laughs> with it. How would, I mean, how would someone who's listening to this podcast be able to use Instagram stories? I know I follow a couple realtors and there's a, two things that I see a lot of. One is just daily life, mm-hmm. you know, and showing off like, here's my kids and, yep. you know, we're going to the airport or we're doing this or we're out to dinner. Um, but then also like, you know, my kids are at my open house listening today and just right. kind of showing that off. And other things would be sometimes just sitting behind a desk talking about maybe the latest market, mm-hmm. you know, news or interest rates or something like right. that. What else? Like how I don't want to say what's the easiest if you haven't tried stories yet, like what do you do to get started? Honestly, experiment with it. You can test out things. You can save your images and your videos and your boomerangs without having to post them to your actual profile. So you can kind of mess around with the effects there. Um, And you brought up a good point, though, Josh, for everyone who's using their social media accounts for business. It's like us, our, our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter is branded as Reminder Media. It's not branded as the faces or the employees of Reminder Media. So it's so important that you like humanize yourself. It's yeah. it's a person. It, like I'm the one sitting behind the yeah. phone, but I'm still a person. I'm not just this robot computer <laughs> right. who's doing all of our business. So it's important to humanize yourself. And like you said, doing all those behind the scenes things, showing that you have kids and that you have an actual life besides your business. People want to see that, especially once you've gotten them through the door of that lens. Yeah. I mean, it goes back, I think, to why content mar- marketing works in the first place. And social media is just one vertical for that. Mm-hmm. But it's because at the end of every account number, at the end of every transaction is a person. Right. And that's why we do what we do here at Reminder Media, where we create high quality content to connect on a personal level with people. And and then it works in inverse, too. Mm-hmm. You know, the person posting is also a person with a personality right. and um, and an authenticity. And the best thing with like content marketing is you can get down to like the actual personal level. Like if you post something on Facebook, say it's like a, a pet article and you have your customers engaging with it, like, oh, this is great. I'm going to try this out for my dog. Keep track of that. So like, you know, this person has a dog now, like keep that in whatever CRM that you're using. So if if something else rolls around, you can directly message it to them. You can ask them, you know, how their dog is doing. It just kind of helps to build that relationship. So the next question I think everyone is probably thinking about is how do I get more eyeballs? I have this content. Mm -hmm. I have my social media channel. How am I reaching how, how can I reach more people other than just starting a podcast and shouting sure. at people to follow us all the time? I mean, <laughs> to sk- if you're starting from scratch, you need to determine what your goals are. I mean, for example, our goals are to engage with our clients, drive traffic to our website, and ultimately get them to convert as customers and know that we're providing them resources that they can share with their clients and we're the powerhouse behind their marketing. Mm-hmm. So once you figure out what your goals are, it's going to be easier to determine your next steps. I mean... If your goal is strictly to gain followers, there are quick fixes to that. Like you can buy your followers, but let me tell you right now, it's not going to work. Don't do it. It's like diet and exercise. There's no quick fix that's going to make a lasting impression. So kind of get over that quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So once you have kind of your plan of action, what your goals are, a lot of you may have heard of the 80-20 rule Mm -hmm. where 
80% of your content should be interesting and entertaining to your followers. The other 20 should be related directly to your content and your business. Nice. Um, I'm going to break that down a little bit further. I kind of follow a five, three, two rule. So okay. for every 10 posts that you do, and this can be across the board. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, um, for every 10 posts, do five that are industry specific, but not related directly to your company. So whether that's industry news, infographics, articles from other um, bloggers or articles across the web. Three should be your own content. So that would be blogs or downloads that you have. And then two should be just for fun. So memes, quotes, graphics, things like that. Love the have memes. fun with the gifts, man. We love gifts. Well, and it's so easy to post gifts now. Oh, it's like so Facebook easy. You can reply to a comment with a GIF. Oh, we have so much fun with those. I mainly speak in emojis and GIFs now, mm -hmm. just in general. Emojis. It catches your eye, so it works. And one of the <laughs> biggest things is like when you're sharing content, so you don't have to create this content yourself. So yes. like you can go, the content curation is huge for mm -hmm. most business professionals because you're not going to be sitting there and like making crafts all the, all the time right. just to put them out there. So kind of find the websites the like blogs, like our blog, AmericanLifestyleMag.com has a ton of great content that's just very shareable that you can use. Right. But you don't just want to press share and just call it a, like call it a day. Like you want to make sure that you're putting your own, not spin on it, but your opinion in mm -hmm. it. So it's not just, you know, like link after link after link. It could be, you know, here's this great post that I found. I'm going to try it this weekend. Is right. anyone else going to try it? Or here's, you know, an article about the housing market. You know, yep. I think that number one is definitely relates to a lot of the people that follow me. Uh, definitely give it a read. Reach out to me. Let me know if you enjoy mm -hmm. it. Just kind of like humanizing it a little more. So it's not just like a ton of just random links. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's um, the ability to kind of add your own personality and even when curating content. So right. I guess then the difference is, is and just to explain the terminology, when you're curating content, you're going out to other sites, other sources and then reposting or posting that content from other people. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like so we, we create a lot things. of content. This would then be and then we curate content as well, mm -hmm. which is what you were saying, going out to similar brands. But um are, what kind of tools can you use, I guess, to find that content? Or is it just follow as much stuff as possible, uh, go to as many? Like, what do you guys even do? Do you have a list of sites that you consistently go back to? Yeah, uh, occasionally. So what I'll do for Instagram, um, for example, is I look at all of our followers and see who they're following. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Same with Facebook. You can, as a business page, as a personal page, you can see who your followers are engaging with and pages that they like. So that's a great, that's a great tip. This is something we learned. <laughs> yes. That was a great power user tip. If you go into Facebook and mm -hmm. you search for, I don't remember what the exact phrase is, but it's people. You who can like, literally type in like a Google search in the Facebook search bar now. Right. It's yeah. like, what do, what, what other pages do people who like reminder media like? like yeah. You, know, pages you can do this that, for your own business. Pages that people like who also like reminder media I yeah. believe is what it was, but it's awesome. You can, it's crazy. <laughs> it gives you literally a list of pages that you were followers like, yeah, who knew? And I think you can even do it with other, like you can search specific people. Yep. Like it's I creepy. I mean, it's creepy, pages but it's Andrea awesome. Tremper's likes, right? <laughs> yeah. You can type in <laughs> pictures of Andrea Tremper from 2011. I highly suggest you don't do that, but you could really do that to your followers and say like, wow, that's so what they this, look like in 2011. Yeah, I mean, this is this goes a little bit back to what we've talked about following up with leads even is sort of a little bit of that social stalking. Now, mm -hmm. this isn't something you would want to turn around with and say, like, hey, I Googled you and found out right. you <laughs> were doing this in 2011. But it does give you some insight into where they might mm -hmm. be with their lifestyle and how you as a service-based sales professional can help them. Right. 
I actually have a really good example of yes. something that we just got tagged in last week on our American Lifestyle Instagram. Okay. Um, so somebody who follows us tagged us and it was um, like a collage of three pictures and it was her, she made cookies and it was a picture of her American Lifestyle magazine and then it was a picture of her holding the magazine and it turns out that the person who tagged us in this receives American Lifestyle from her realtor saw that there was a cookies for breakfast recipe in this magazine, made the cookies and then turns around and tags us and her realtor on Instagram. That's, That's like awesome. the goal, man. Yes. That is not very accurate and it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does share the crap out of that, like oh, that's yeah. perfect content for you to regram, repost, tag that person in. Yeah. And so, like you could even share, like if you share a recipe on Facebook, turn around make it post mm -hmm. it on your personal social media and just kind of be like, Oh, I shared this, that kind of like, it gives content that you're putting out there, but it also shows that like your person, like you're trying this stuff and it's more of like your personal aspect that you can throw into it. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, and if you're not someone who's naturally social, this might not come, you know, you might not think, Oh, I just made a recipe. Let me snap a photo of it real right. quick. But as you start to think at it from a business mindset, you know, and, and you almost have to, turn it around and say, well, personally, I don't want to share my life. Mm -hmm. But if this is going to help build my business, help me engage with my audience and potential prospects, and then eventually get to a point where I've brought them in as a lead or I can help them right. uh, as a client, then it, it really does shift your perspective. I mean, mm -hmm. there are some people who just naturally want to share everything and mm -hmm. that's awesome. They're going to do a lot. This is going to be a lot more natural for them. But Take it back to where you're scheduling time in your week. And if you know you have to make dinner this week, uh, think about it strategically. Yeah, you know, yep. Find a recipe or something from someone that you know that would make sense for your business. It might be a local restaurant. I mean, if right. you're a local professional and you're trying to get out there in the community, this might be something, uh, maybe you have a barbecue. I'm just kind of throwing out ideas here, but yeah. there's a barbecue th event happening this weekend and you throw it out there and just kind of like, Hey, got this recipe from this barbecue, uh, and wanted to try it out. It's going to be happening this weekend mm -hmm. at this place. Come and check me out. Meet yeah. me. I'm going to be there with some business cards and I can help you with any questions yep. you have about your home, you know, thinking about listing or buying. However well, you, you would can, spin it. Yeah. But, use the location tag on that too. That's perfect on Instagram and Facebook. When you tag your location, it's which, another visual for people is to another you. way to gain an audience, right? Mm -hmm. It's using location. Yep. So on Instagram specifically, yes. I mean, hashtags are kind of the currency of Instagram. So yes. I've just noticed Hashtag myself, everything. I can, I can post something, get a handful of likes. If I throw a hashtag in there, I can get likes from people more. I've never heard of. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. So is there sort of like a, um, a number or a rule or a strategy behind hashtagging? Um, it kind of depends on the account. So businesses seem to have more hashtags and it, it doesn't come across very nice visually. I mean, everyone hates to see a handful <laughs> of hashtags. So I'd say the sweet spot is between three and eight. Mm -hmm. If you have less than three, you're probably not going to get as much visibility as you'd like to. But if you have more than eight, then people are probably just gonna be like, oh, this is spam. So you want to kind of have a sweet spot. But again, this is another thing. Experiment with it. You want your hashtag to, to be specific enough that people are going to see you in this hashtag. Um, so if you hashtag food, I'm sure there's millions of pictures yeah. in that hashtag. Mm. You're not going to get found. And Instagram will actually tell you. Yes. Like when you It'll tell you how many something. posts yep, yes. are on that hashtag. So and you can do this on Instagram stories as well. You can do the hashtag and the location tag. It's both of those are super useful tools. Yeah, I was looking. Instagram posts using at least one hashtag received 12.6% more engagement than posts excluding them. So you mentioned it not looking great. Is that something that 
I see we put hashtags in the comments a lot. Yes. Is that why? It the hides it a comment. little bit better. You can kind of add some dots down and it won't show right in your feed or you can add it in a comment and it still will trigger the hashtag and people can still search it, but it just looks a little bit better visually. Excellent. So there you have it, guys. Hopefully that gave you some ideas on how to get started with content marketing and begin posting on social media today. My name is Joshua Stike. I'm Jessica Carlin. And I'm Andrew Tremper. And the action item for today, guys, is to go online and start figuring out what content would be most relevant to your customers and then start mapping out a schedule. We're actually going to provide a printable download within this blog post for this podcast for you to print out and start working through your own schedule So take a look at that. Start incorporating content marketing into your marketing this week. Most importantly, guys, take action today. 